This is an Algoa FM news exclusive. In today's episode, I will share with you how I travelled to the St Albans Correctional Facility to attend the court appearance of Arnold de Blanche just days after he was re-arrested in prison. You know, I always wondered about that. How do you arrest someone who's already in custody? Do you put handcuffs on them again and read them their rights? Or do you just say, hey, listen, you're being arrested on new charges. Get dressed because uh, we're taking you to court. It was a Friday morning when I made my way to the courthouse at St Albans. Not a lot of people know that there's a courtroom at the facility and it's actually very unique and one of a kind in South Africa. The court was established to lessen the times people have to be transported up and down to courtrooms in the city and it's mostly used for petty crimes and quick postponements. Some famous inmates have been held at St Albans including disgraced tennis star Bob Hewitt, who was actually the oldest inmate in the prison. At the time of his incarceration, he was 80 years old. Paralympian and convicted murderer Oscar Pistorius also spent some time there while waiting to take part in parole dialogues. But a simple Google search of St Albans will bring up so many articles of abuse allegations from inmates and alleged human rights abuses. But wardens have also been attacked and stabbed by inmates. In fact, just recently, three wardens were stabbed while prisoners in the medium B section were having breakfast. Now, this will be my second visit to St. Albans and getting inside is not easy. I had to explain to everyone why I was there. Then I had to get permission. Then my car was searched. Then my phone was confiscated. And finally, I was escorted into the courtroom where I waited for almost two hours for Arnold and several other men to appear in court. Now, you know, sometimes journalists are treated like the enemy in these kinds of court situations. We are seen as pests who are looking for headlines and we are always demanding copies of charge sheets and so on. So there was an instruction that I was not allowed to get a copy of the charge sheet because Arnold himself had not even received it. I had to be happy with looking at the papers. Remember, my phone was confiscated, so I couldn't take pictures. I had to jot down as much as I could in shorthand I invented on the spot. So Arnold was now less than an arm length away from me, and he was reading every single page with deep concentration, while I was trying to write down as much as possible. And it's in these papers where the name of Mr. A started popping up. All these things Arnold was being accused of in the latest charge sheet involved a person the state identified as Mr. A. This was also the first time I had seen Arnold in many months and also the first time I noticed his extreme weight loss. His genes were hanging on his body, but surprisingly he seemed calm and just going through the motions. He's never looked at me or at any other journalist whenever we are in court. But this was the big story of the week and it dominated the headlines for the entire day. On air, online and on time. This is Algoa FM News. It's one o'clock. I'm Rochelle Blum. Good afternoon. Details of the fresh charges brought against Kobecha murder accused Arnold Treblanche were revealed in the St. Albans Magistrates Court today, where he made a second court appearance. The state slapped him with seven new charges that include conspiracy to murder his co-accused and a third person, as well as several counts that relate to defeating the ends of justice. 
Algo FM's Doreen Lopesher was in court this morning and says the latter charges related to Blanche wanting co-accused but now state witness Dylan Cullis to change his statement to one that exonerates him. Arnold to Blanche wanted the investigating officer, Colonel Swanepoel, removed from the case. Then he also wanted to have his other co-accused, Reinhard Leach, transferred from North End to St. Albans Prison. And the last charge, which was probably the most shocking one, that he wanted to influence the appointment of two judges that were going to hear his bail hearing. The accused only received the charge sheet this morning and the matter will be transferred to the new law courts in Kabeja and he will be appearing again on the 28th of October. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Neil Basica. Good morning. More arrests could be imminent in the murder case of Kabecha mother Vicky de Blanche, whose body was found in a shallow grave in the Greenbushes area almost a year ago. Her estranged husband, uh, Arnold de Blanche, has been named as the mastermind behind her killing, as the two were locked in a bitter divorce battle at the time of her death. Two other people, including Vicky's boyfriend at the time, Reynard Leach, and another man, Dylan Cullis, were arrested in connection with the murder, but Cullis has indicated that he'll turn a state witness. The two had abandoned their bids for bail. Algo FM's Siobonga Sassant is following proceedings. The state's opposing affidavit against the Blanche's renewed bid for bail obtains damning allegations about how far he's prepared to go to secure his freedom from prison. Based on these claims, the state says he has demonstrated not only his ability, but also his intention to obstruct and possibly derail the investigation. From allegedly paying a whistleblower more than half a million rand to influence who the judges would be to hear his fresh bail application to requesting that his co-accused be killed, the state argues it would not be in the interest of of justice for him to be released on bail. In its affidavit, the state said it was also not ruling out the arrest of more role players. Now, journalists are often criticised for always using allegedly, reportedly, but, you know, you are innocent until proven guilty. And that's just the way it is. And this is what every murder accused holds onto as hope. And Arnold Blanche has not given up on his freedom for a single second. But this is becoming increasingly difficult for him because he's now facing a total of 14 charges from two dockets. And it almost became a bit confusing because on Friday, the 28th of October, he had to appear in two different places. But the most important decision was in Court 27, where the magistrate, Kribben Pillay, dismissed the state's application for him to recuse himself. Our journalist, Siabonga Sassant, was in court when the verdict was read. The state's application for Magistrate Kribben Pillay to recuse himself has been dismissed. In his judgment, Magistrate Pillay says reasons furnished by the state do not warrant his recusal. The state said the magistrate had become subject matter in the case after his name was included in Terblanche's court papers. It remains fact that Magistrate Pillay was never approached or paid. Now you might be wondering, how did all of this come about? Well, let me introduce you to Mr. A. Mr. A's name is out in the public domain. But due to the sensitive nature of this case, we have decided not to name him in this podcast. Now, Mr. A, allegedly, approached Ter Blanche at the St. Albans prison and pretended to be a policeman from the Hawks. He said he was investigating corrupt officials. He also told Arnold that he believed in his innocence and he would investigate the matter to prove it. Now, over the next few months, the relationship between Mr. A and Arnold resulted in lots and lots of money being paid over into an account. In fact, just over half a million rand. Now, that is a lot of money, 
A total of nine payments were made in the three-month period between April and June of 2022. Now, it's the state's case that these monies were paid over as bribes. And money was indeed paid over, according to Arnold, but his version was very different to the state's. So if Arnold was in custody, who paid over all this money? Well, according to Arnold, it's his daughter, Natalie. Yes, he has a daughter, an adult daughter from his second wife. Natalie made these payments from Arnold's business account, but told police in a sworn affidavit that she followed the instructions from her father as she was in charge of the finances of the business since his arrest. Nine transfers were made, ranging in amounts from 20,000 rand to a whopping 200,000 rand. Now, Arnold said in his responding affidavit that he did pay this money over to Mr. A, but Mr. A wanted money to fix the gearbox and the engine of his Nissan. He also gave him a loan when he said he was going to Pretoria and money for a private investigator to help prove his innocence, which included money to set up a meeting with Magistrate Cribben Pillay to discuss the case. It's important to note, though, that Pillay was never approached, nor did he ever receive any money, but the state responded by asking him to recuse himself. It was another bombshell in this ever-evolving case. Magistrate Pillay's judgment in Ted Blanche's latest bail application was in doubt, according to the state, because now he's become a subject matter in the case, since he was named by Ted Blanche in his affidavit. Now, on the allegation that Arnold wanted his co-accused Leach to be moved to North End Prison, on the opposite side of Kobecha, he blamed this all on Mr. A, stating that Mr. A was the one who did not want Leach at St. Albans due to his drug abuse and sexual preferences. What a weird thing to say. Why would he mention something like sexual preferences in this context? But that's just my opinion. Now, on the state's allegation that Arnold wanted Cullis to retract his statement to prove his innocence, Arnold said he doesn't even know Cullis. He's never met the guy. So how can this man even begin to point any fingers at him? On all the other allegations, Arnold responded that there was no proof and that he would be able to prove this during his trial. Lastly, he admitted to having contact visits with his girlfriend and minor son and conceded that he did have a cell phone at his disposal. However, he said it was Mr. A who brought his loved ones to see him and not the other way around. He also stated that the social worker welcomed frequent visits with his son as to maintain the bond between them. Now, in the past year that Arnold has been in custody, he has lost about 20 kilograms. Now, one would think it was as a result of all the stress, but he says he lost the weight because he was warned that he could possibly be poisoned. And he was advised by a senior correctional official to not eat any meat prepared by sentenced prisoners. Well, he is still fighting for bail and will be back in court next month for arguments to continue. That, that was an Algoa FM news exclusive.